Good morning and welcome to another episode of Business Matters. I'm Charles Musgrove, your host, and welcome back to another exciting show. We are going to talk today with uh, Scott Callan. He is joining us again, Attorney Scott Callan, and we are going to talk about online reviews, online uh, comments, opinions, uh, whether it's Facebook, whether it's Yelp, whether it's a hotel review, restaurant review. We, we're living in the 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 reality today where our customers can go online and give us public reviews so the public sees what our what customers are thinking about our business uh if those are great reviews then all is well if they're not great reviews then then we could have an issue there that's uh that's the reality of what what we have today and the consequences of of the businesses customers being able to voice their opinion about the business online for the entire world to see. So, Scott, welcome back for another show. Uh, I, I think this is going to be a great show. This is very relevant. So I know that our, our uh, listeners out there are, are looking forward to this as well. So we're looking to you to bring some legal nuggets to us today and to help us out in real world. So let's jump right into it. We've got reviews, which are I think scalable, those are typically a one to five or one to 10 rating, and then we have opinions. Correct. So why don't you start us out in framing the difference between those two and how those can lead to different responses from a business? Sure. Uh, well, with a review, where I naturally go in my head is, is maybe a Yelp. Uh, so that's a scoring process. So there would typically be a uh, maybe you know five stars you get four stars out of five a lot of a lot of different mechanisms out there on the internet with with scoring and rating systems so think in terms of a rating system uh, usually it's measurable quantifiable and some type of star uh, again five out of five or ten out of ten or three out of ten or something like that so usually you know one out of five would be horrible uh, five out of five would be great. So yeah. that's where I'm going with the with the review process. And the, the, it, the review, another word to say, it, uh, synonymous also with uh, uh, ratings. Uh, right. So you get that typically. Uh, reviews and ratings. Think Yelp. Uh, there's, a, a like I said, another uh, bunch of mechanisms that have some kind of review rating system. Opinions. Uh, where I'm going with that would be in a sense of um, maybe you have a Facebook page for your company or, or small business. Uh, you have an opportunity to interact with the public or your consumers or clients. Uh, you might have a, a consumer or client that says a lot of wonderful things on Facebook. Actually, you know, sometimes on a weekly basis, I get uh, friends of mine uh, or clients that send me, can you please review me on Facebook or like me or something like that? Well, that's all great. Um, as long as the positive comments are flowing, it's absolutely fantastic. It's the way people do business these days. Uh, they want to look at it and see. And, and a lot of consumers are looking for a narrative. They want, they want some details around yeah. the experience. So, But that would be more of a narrative or uh, a little a story or snippet about their positive experience. But what happens if it's a negative experience or a negative opinion? Those are the issues that uh, I wanted to frame and help with today. Good. Those are, uh, you know, when we when we go to a restaurant, when we go to a a city we're visiting, we look at those. We look at reviews to right. see uh, what what have others said about a a a, a, a restaurant or a, yep. a hotel. Right. And it even goes to products. You know, if you're looking to buy a mattress or a pillow or what ha- whatever the product is, you're going to look at what what do others. What do other consumers say about that product, especially if it's an expensive product that you're buying? 
Correct. Yeah, it's it's uh it's instinctive these days. I mean, that's where you go. Uh, it makes sense. I won't bore your uh, audience too much with the psychology of it. I'm a lawyer, but uh, yeah, obviously the marketing folks know, uh, and they've trained us pretty well that you want to go and, and find out information before you buy something. I mean, I just bought a, a TV and it probably took me two weeks of time between all the different reviews. It's just, that's where it works. Uh, you go and try to get information. The other piece of it though, is it's also, uh, expands out mushrooms out. It's now into professional services. Doctors get reviewed, lawyers get reviewed, uh, I guess dentists and, uh, uh maybe accounting folks. I, I don't really know. Um, but there seems to be a review for almost every business. There is, it's, it's reality of, of, uh, today's business. Right. So I guess the question for us uh, today is what what happens, uh, I won't get into the positive reviews, everybody loves those, but what happens when you get a negative review or what happens when uh, an, a consumer or somebody online throws out some commentary that's uh, very damaging to your business? Uh, it's, it's a real challenge, um, I'll say right out of the gate. Uh, I'm a lawyer, so I deal with the, the, you know, I usually get the questions when they come to me, something's already happened that's right. bad. So I'm in a response mode. But, um, you know, I'll say that the, the law really hasn't evolved with the technology. Uh, there are defamation laws, i.e., you know, somebody's reputation has been damaged. Just think about that in terms of the word defamation. But there's not a lot of laws that are out there that say, what happens if if I was one of your clients, Charles, and I came in and I had a great experience, that'd be fantastic. But what if I said I had a horrible accounting experience? And and then what do you do with that information that's sitting out there? Are there laws that say, hey, if that information is not, uh, if that review or opinion is not accurate, can the company, can your company do anything about it? Is that having legal rights to stop it, to take it down? Uh, what can they do with third parties that have their information out there? But the law... The laws have not really evolved to the point that they're not current with how the world works in, in the business climate. Is it, is it similar to the traditional defamation? If it's, if it's factual, then you really can't overcome that. But if, they're, if it's more opinion... It's actually the flip, yeah. So you had it right, and uh, it, it, here's how it works. So yeah, the traditional defamation laws still are applicable. They're just moving forward the courts are trying to figure out how do they apply in the context of uh in today's climate with with opinions and and reviews online but yeah what my point is there's not a lot of statutes like legislative statutes that say here's the exact way you do it here's how you combat it there you're left with what in my lawyer speak is called common law uh, essentially what courts have decided the law would be defamation is uh, a type of claim that's out there um, and it really breaks into two ways. Uh, so on one hand, uh, if it's an opinion, if a consumer or, or somebody out there in the world uh, provides, I'll just use your company, but um, or use me. Okay, I'll use a lawyer. Uh, if, if somebody had an opinion, Scott's a great lawyer, fantastic. If somebody had an opinion, Scott's a horrendous lawyer. That would be an opinion. They're throwing their opinion on the experience. Subjective. Okay. They're not saying it's, it's subjective. Correct. You you had a bad decision or a wrong decision or you took the wrong position. Correct. Correct. Something that can't be right measured. Right. It's just it's totally subjective. Uh, it gets a little bit into the First Amendment and 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 that's not 
the First Amendment doesn't apply to private companies, but it's it's born out of uh, the way our, our laws were founded is a, a freedom of speech in a sense. But uh, opinions, usually we have um, uh, rights in this in this country to have opinions. Now, what happens, though, is that when the opinion is you start to build factual assertions around the opinion. So in other words, if it's me, and again, I'm, I don't have any negative views to my knowledge, but if somebody was to provide a negative review and they said, ah, I just don't like Scott as a lawyer. Okay, that's that's an opinion. But if they were to add some some other information like, uh, you know, Scott missed a filing deadline or Scott uh, gave me the exact opposite of what the law said, that's factual. And, and because it's factual, we can somewhat get into who's right or wrong about that issue. And if you can get into and prove and to some degree who's right and wrong, companies may have a legal remedy for the who's right and who's wrong, the factual pieces of it. So that's uh, opinions. You're, you're kind of stuck in, in the world of opinions or opinions. You probably don't have much legal remedies to deal with opinions. Um, so let's, let's take the – if – if we determine in that factual case where the person, our client, leaving the leaving that opinion or that review, the facts were wrong as they represented. Correct. Then the business has a decision to make. What do they? How do they? Pers- what What is the action that they take? What What's available for them to do to to try to combat that wrong or erroneous uh, opinion that they left? Yeah, so that's a, the first step is, uh, as, a, as a business lawyer, employment lawyer, I, I first try to talk through the business dynamics with the client. Uh, again, how much of an impact does this really have? Um, if you have 500 good reviews and one person, uh, you know, let's just take a restaurant. You've got uh, 500 great reviews, but one person said they didn't like the taste of a milkshake, and maybe they threw in some other facts. But it's buried somewhere in all these other good opinions. Do you really want to escalate the issue and be combative to the consumers and to the public about that? Uh, so you have to, I call it a reality, business reality assessment. It may make you mad as a business owner. It may not even be accurate. But do you really want to take some action? So first I try to get the clients to weigh what is the real impact. The problem with that is, though, it's not easy to, un- to know and quantify whether how much of an impact that has. So I might not be moved or compelled not to buy a TV because one person in New Jersey didn't like the TV I bought. But somebody else may say, hey, look, I saw a review. It was negative. I'm moving on to something else. So you don't e- always know what the impact is. But you can kind of tell in a sense of if you have a lot of reviews or not so many, uh, is it camouflaged? Is it, is it super apparent? Uh, let's just say it's really bad, it's really negative, and it's very visible. What do you do then? Uh, there's a couple steps you can take. You can, um, you can write a letter called a cease and desist letter. Uh, usually it's done through an attorney like myself, and I'd write a letter that says, uh, dear uh, consumer, whoever you are, uh, you know, sorry about the, the experience you had that you felt that way, but here's X, Y, and Z issues that prove that that's not right. Please take that down. And if they don't take it down, you could take legal action. A lot of times, uh, not always, sometimes you end up in pretty big ba- battles, but sometimes they just take it down. Mm-hmm. It's not worth the battle for them because they don't want to have to pay for an attorney. Sometimes they do. And I can give you some more stories around those scenarios if you want to talk a little bit more about yeah, it. Th- those, are, those are real issues. If you're just listening, just joining us now, you're listening to uh, Real Talk 93.3. I'm Charles Musgrove, your host of Business Matters. 
And we're talking with Scott Callen today about social media reviews, opinions, uh, the damage that a, a bad review or bad opinion can have and what the what the reaction or what the, the recourse is for the business owner. Right. Uh, I'll tell you a couple other points. Let's just, um, I'm dealing with a couple of these issues. They're pretty live for me uh, and they're becoming more and more pervasive, but uh, not for me, but for, for clients that I deal with. It's just an active uh, business these days. But what what if you have been damaged and there's a bad review if you're especially if you're a small business uh you know you might take a look and start capturing watch the num- the revenue numbers if you see the revenue numbers go down that would be some measure of damages typically that might be the only damage you could get is maybe monetary damages but just correlate the the change in your revenue yeah, based on those yeah. when those opinions or reviews came in correct correct i mean there's somebody another attorney would say well how do we know for a fact it has to do with the review right. but the point is is that you know watch and measure your your revenue numbers to see if they drop precipitously or it's really bad then you know you might want to take some action and do something about it so Take a look at your revenue numbers, capture it. Um, uh, I got to tell you, there's also, there's pieces. Sometimes I had a client of mine uh, that I had them go back online and respond to the very person who put, posted a negative review. Um, that's not usually, I wouldn't say that, that that's standard operating procedure, if you will, because it can escalate the issue. And then you get into one of these long, almost like a Facebook discussion with people about right. politics. You know, you want to cut off the conversation, so to speak. But there's times where it may be a prudent decision to go back online and say, hey, this is absolutely false. Uh, We have rights, too, as a company. We want everybody to provide a, you know, have some level of insight here. But what's out there and what you just said is completely false, missing a lot of information. In other words, you know, taking kind of an aggressive posture back can be the right decision. Man, there is that is just such a a volatile volatile situation when right. you're when you're having those online discussions. I mean, who's who's looking at that? It's it's exposed to the world. So yeah, uh, well, you don't as a company, you don't want to come across as a bully. True, um, and there's different generations these days. I mean, they if you just went and hounded somebody because they provided a negative review. Uh, that actually, if your response is hyper aggressive, you actually may get more pushback and negative response from other consumers, and it may make it worse. So there's a lot of issues to consider there. Is there, are you seeing an increase if um, you have an ex-employee that goes online, whether it's, it's most likely in the, in the opinion section on Facebook or some type of free form where the where the ex-employee can go, really? cause damage to the to the business owner yeah fantastic uh question yes i i see that uh that's just as pervasive as the online consumer reviews um i've had several just in the last month where a disgruntled employee goes on and absolutely bashes the employer and it's unfortunate because the employer has a whole litany of uh, information and, and, and evidence to say, golly, if I could let the world know who this person really is and why they got fired. But that's employees do do that first. Uh, second of all, uh, what can you do about that? You're, you're somewhat back in the box of you know opinion and, and, and factual assertions. But here's the other piece of it. A more interesting, at least to me, is, is you know kind of nerding out on as a lawyer, 
is that uh, what happens if a current employee goes on and says something negative about management? Or what if they criticize management in a way that uh, they say, look, the way this place is run, they, they cheat their employees out of wages or they don't give us breaks or they work us to death or there's harassment going on. What can you do about that? That's another... Uh, Boy, that's a whole other element. Yeah, so the ballpark you're in there is there's laws dealing with um, these are these are older laws, but they're dealing with what they call concertive protective activity. Uh, essentially, employees are allowed to go uh, and and discuss, uh, engage in concert. I mean, more than one uh, activity to deal with terms and conditions of their employment. Think about you know employees coming together almost in a in a like as a as a mini union, if you will. Right. Um, they're allowed to – that's protective conduct under the law, the National can, can Labor the, Relations Act. Can the employer protect themselves by addressing that in the employee manual, a handbook, so that there's, a, there's yes. a guideline there that says if you do this. Right, right. Yeah, I, yeah all my clients have social media handbook policies. It's, a, uh, it's definitely something advisable to have. You should have it. You should outline the parameters of it. The issue becomes, though, no matter what I put in the handbooks, there's laws that say you can't step over this line, which is you can't essentially terminate an employee for discussing terms and conditions, even being very critical about terms and conditions of employment. Now, whether they are doing that or not is also a whole nother question. You'll get a Facebook post. I had one last month where the employee obviously didn't like something about their pay, but then at the same time used a bunch of F-bombs and jerks and offensive terminology to refer to people, uh, you know, how at some point it's a mixture of both. You've got protected activity under the law, and then you've got unprotected activity. So can you fire an employee for that? Sometimes the answer is yes. Sometimes you actually should because I just don't know how that relationship would, would play out. Uh, could you end up in an issue with the National Labor Relations Board? Yes. Do there are there conflicting opinions out there from the National Labor Relations Board? In my opinion, yes. And it's just a cost-benefit analysis. But I want your audience to know you can't just willy-nilly just fire anybody just because they're critical of management or something about their employment. And that's a very natural reaction. It's just a very illegal uh, action as well at times. Wow, that's. Um you brought up issues that that um, scary. are scary. <laughs> scary yeah. is the right word. So uh, I guess as much as you can do beforehand when you're your hiring practices is maybe review the person's social media sites before you hire them to see what's their history of. Oh, now we're going into a whole other time. Yeah, so <laughs> uh, reviewing uh, an, an employee's Facebook or social media that that leads into bleeds into a whole nother issue that now we're on the other side of where we're actually investigating employees at times uh, can you do it yes are there laws that have been uh some states have laws on it uh yes uh you know in other words you can't go in and um feign that you're a friend and you're not a friend or use somebody else's password or those kind of things absolutely but uh, you know, if somebody's out there with, uh, you know, six beers and they're at St. George Island or Destin or, I don't know, up in uh, Vail, Colorado on a vacation and you're supposed to be at work or they're, they're engaged in some type of activity and you think, well, geez, I don't want to hire this type of person, then that happens. That's reality. Maybe the Facebook page is public. Maybe it's private. 
but you also have to get into discrimination laws. What if you go on and you find out that, I don't know, somebody's, uh, you know, uh, a certain type of race that may be, most all races are protected. But in other words, the idea being there is that now you're armed with information of protected class activity, maybe pregnancy, maybe disability, maybe some other type of protected activity. And now all of a sudden you hired the employee, but then two weeks later you change your mind because you found something on Facebook. Those can be problematic. Scott, I don't know if you've come on the show today to try to scare us, but you've uh, definitely got our antenna up and uh, <laughs> made us alert to issues that, that we may not have even known existed before. So uh, back to the, the social media posts by those leaving opinions or, or reviews, the, uh, whether, the, whether what they state in, the, in their opinion or their free form is factual or not factual has, has a is relevant to what action the business takes if they take any business absolutely that that is the right assessment yes scott we are um we're drawing near the end of this episode do you have one final nugget to leave us on social media and business just give us good reviews and opinions on this episode (laughs) i love it just watch what you say out there that's my best uh that's my best advice you've heard it here scott callan thank you again for joining us for another episode you've been listening to 93.3 real talk this is your host charles musgrove business matters have a great sunday god bless come back and listen to us next sunday at 11 30 peace Money, 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 money